Welcome to the first ever episode of Unvax Blood, the campaign to have blood donations from people who haven't received COVID injections available for those of us who don't want any prospect of receiving vaxed blood. G'day everyone, I'm your host Charles McKenzie and I'm coming to you from Sydney, Australia. I'm actually recording this uh, on a Sunday evening uh, down under. It's uh, the 3rd of December, uh, it's around about uh, quarter past 10 in the evening. And apologies if uh, if there's any background noise uh, <laughs> when I as I record this, I I'm calling in um, the only room that I've got available to me, uh, and I share it with uh, with a, with a, a dog of mine who's uh, quite large and and quite noisy. And there's also uh, you know my refrigerator refrigerator burring in the background. But uh, I have to record this because uh, this podcast is just so important, and uh, you've let me know that it's so important because uh, on November fourth here in Sydney, Australia. I led the first protest for unvaxxed blood at uh, Sydney's Town Hall Square, and I was joined by uh, volunteers from my group at Infected Blood Australia, and also members of the public. There were some wonderful fr- friends that we've uh, they've met along the way, uh, campaigning for Infected Blood. Uh, and if you don't know, I have been Australia's tainted blood campaigner, and before the two thousands, uh, Australia and the world actually was subject to one of the worst uh, public health atrocities, uh, and that is blood supplies all around the world were tainted by deadly viruses like uh, HIV in the 80s, but uh, also the deadly and lesser known deadly virus hepatitis C, which has wiped out tens of thousands of patients uh, here in Australia and in other uh, parts of the globe. And in fact, uh, the United Kingdom right now has uh, a, a legal investigation, the largest in British history, into their infected blood scandal. And in 2020, they actually made me a witness uh, to their inquiry, which is set to conclude uh, in March of next year. And uh, it's heard some harrowing evidence. And I was asked some questions uh, related to the Australian situation because, you see, Australia has... Uh, a, a, a very large business. In fact, Australia's third largest business, believe it or not, is the sale of freely donated blood. And uh, a laboratory here known as the Commonwealth Serum Laboratories uh, was government-owned until 1994, and it was privatised under very hasty and suspicious circumstances because it had basically just infected Australian medical patients, people with bleeding disorders, en masse in Australia and through exports across the world. And um, haemophiliacs were killed in huge numbers by this Commonwealth Serum Laboratories, or they're now known today as CSL. Well, CSL, uh, although they're privatised, are still making blood products. In fact, they're now the world's largest ever uh, blood products manufacturer, and they're still making vaccines. And, uh, you know, the latest one was the disastrous AstraZeneca uh, COVID injection, okay? Uh, And uh, that leads into uh, why unvaxxed blood is just so important, because with uh, unscrupulous companies like this CSL, who I've had a long history in advocating that there should be a raw commission, okay, into this uh, company and into Australia's infected blood scandal. And in fact, uh, I've run a a petition recently uh, with Infected Blood Australia, and we've managed to get uh, just under 6,000 people supporting our call for a raw commission into Australia's infected blood scandal, okay? Well, um, after many decades uh, campaigning and, and, to be honest, not getting as far as I would have liked, uh, you know, we've still got 
thousands of victims in Australia who are survivors and uh, they've been left devastated uh, from their infections as many people with liver cirrhosis, liver cancer and all those things uh, that have been caused by hep C. And, of course, we've had survivors with HIV and people who've who've recovered from, from, from AIDS, but also we've had a huge death toll here in Australia. Thousands of people have been killed by our blood supply. And uh, it's the same, not too far across the water in New Zealand as well. They had an infected blood scandal. And in fact, the, the company, Commonwealth Serum Laboratories, guess what? They made blood products for New Zealand as well. And they've killed en masse over in New Zealand. So that's my background, basically. I've been campaigning and fighting that. And on November 4th, I changed tact. That's right, because, you see, uh, I was a tainted blood victim as a kid, and I have another podcast called Join High Adventure, which is available on major podcast platforms, right? And you can listen to what happened to me as a kid, okay? I received tainted blood, and I've still got tainted blood today. And I'm 51 years of age, and unfortunately my health uh, has been in a rapid decline. I've got all sorts of things going wrong with me. And I thought to myself, what is the one last thing? What, what's the one thing I'd like to achieve for Australia and New Zealand and everywhere else, for, for medical patients like me everywhere? And I thought about it and I thought, you know what? Peace of mind. That's what I'd like to achieve. And right now there is huge concern over these uh, COVID injections. They've caused disaster across the world. You know, I just heard recently that uh, one of the pioneers of these mRNA injections, uh, Dr. Robert Malone, is saying that something like 17 million people have been uh, killed potentially by adverse events from these terrible COVID injections, which governments have basically coerced us all into. Well, I fortunately didn't have one. And I came under much pressure. But you see, having been a tainted blood victim and having spent decades dealing with these monsters that run our health systems, okay, I knew not to have one. Uh, but tragically, many people I care about did have one, including people in my family. And it's not gone well, okay? And so uh, we, the same health officials that basically covered up the infected blood scandal were the same ones reassuring everyone that these injections were safe and effective, and they're the same people today who are telling us that there's nothing to worry about when it comes to people donating blood who, who've received these COVID injections. Well, you see, I want peace of mind. I remember in the 1980s uh, hearing that there were, you know, there was nothing to worry about with the blood supply. I was one of those people. I was told there was nothing to worry about. I was even told I was crazy when I was a kid and I was saying, listen, I think there's every chance this bug could be tainted. And they told me I was crazy. Well, guess what? I was right and they were wrong. And if you listen to my podcast, like I say, Join High Adventure, you'll hear all about how I found out I'd been given tainted blood in many cases, decades before everybody else found out. There's still people today, only today, finding out that they've received tainted blood in the 1980s and they didn't know. And they find out uh, that they've now got liver cancer or liver cirrhosis. And all these decades, that information's been withheld to them uh, from them by the Australian government or the New Zealand government or the British government. Governments don't do well when they make big mistakes on, on, on a large scale, right? They tend to revert to cover up. And this is why I mentioned about peace of mind. And so on November 4th, I launched, uh, along with uh, some wonderful people who joined me on that day, I launched a, a, a petition for unvaxxed blood, okay? A petition for anyone out there who, like me, would like to see 
blood donations from people who haven't received COVID injections, right, kept separate for those of us who want peace of mind. And can I tell you something? Since November 4th, right, we've had something like 3,200 people sign that petition from right around Australia. Okay, isn't that incredible? But get this. On the actual petition form, there's a question about, you know, are you also one of uh, the the many tens of thousands who've been infected or affected by the infected blood scandal here in Australia? And the most remarkable thing that's come back is there are so many people who are saying, listen, I wasn't personally affected by tainted blood transfusions, but my mother was or my sister was. You know, my sister got AIDS or my mother got AIDS or uh, another relative uh, was killed by hepatitis C. And so that's why they're saying, listen, we'd like to see unvaxxed blood because they too want peace of mind, all right? Now, if you don't know, I've got uh, many social media accounts uh, as Infected Blood AU. I'm on uh, uh, Twitter or is it X now? I'm on Facebook, uh, very censored and shadow banned on Facebook. Uh, We've got something like 10,000 followers on on our Facebook page, Infected Blood Australia. And of course, I've got uh, Infected Blood AU on Instagram with 17 odd thousand people, uh, members of our group who follow us, right? Well, I'm very, very censored in shadow ban because, you know, blood is, a, or the sale of freely donated blood, I bet you didn't know this, I bet there's not very many people who know this, is actually Australia's third largest business. And there's a lot of corrupt forces involved, okay? And they don't like me. I'm a whistleblower when it comes to blood supplies in Australia. I'm also a witness in a major international inquiry. And I've had some very credible people tell me that uh, I could be bumped off and that's actually in my statement to this infected blood inquiry. If you type in Charles McKenzie statement infected blood inquiry, you can read it. And the last five pages fe- feature my appeal to the inquiry chair, who's a, a former high, car- uh, high court judge uh, in the UK, uh, Sir Brian Langstaff, appealing with him, please, could you call on your counterparts in the Australian legal system to call for a legal investigation, okay, into the infected blood scandal? Well, with that background, could you really blame me for wanting peace of mind? Could you really blame me for having questions about vaxxed blood? I've never once said that our blood supply is most definitely tainted by spike proteins or mRNA. What I've said is, after all I've been through and all victims of the infected blood scandal and having known so many people from my group has died, I would like to have peace of mind. Why can't Australia or New Zealand's blood supply or any blood supply around the world separate the blood donations from people who haven't had uh, these COVID jabs? Okay, why can't they do that? They say in some cases we've heard, they say, oh, a little upset their operations and all the rest of it. Well, that's simply not true. They've separated blood and separate blood all the time. And get this, did you know that in 1990 in Australia, they used to knowingly, okay, send out letters to people that they found to have this deadly virus hepatitis C. And they actually, and we can put a link to that in in the show notes or, or show links, if you like, as well as a link to our petition for unvaxxed blood, okay? But you can see that they sent out a letter to donors who they found to have this hep C virus and said, could you keep on donating? And we'll use it for a process called plasma fractionation. And what that process is, is a process of fractionating blood or making blood products, right? Mass pool blood products, in this case, for patients with bleeding disorders and haemophiliacs, okay? They actually did that. They actually deliberately put hep C in the treatments of haemophiliacs, okay? That was in the early 1990s. And how do they explain 1,400 haemophiliacs having died from their treatments here in Australia? How do they explain it? They haven't. 
They've never explained it. They've never apologised. It's the worst treatment scandal in our nation's history. 1,400 Australians. And, of course, I'm not even talking about victims in New Zealand as well. Okay, that's that's worse than terror attacks we're hearing around the world. That's huge numbers. And we're just given no answers. So can you blame me for asking for unvaxxed blood? Now, by the way, this is quite funny. In the background, as I say, my dog is snoring quite loudly. I don't know if you can hear that. And it it sort of gives you an indication of of how urgent this is that I'm recording in this little room that I've got. Um, I'm, I'm not a wealthy man. I'm an invalid pensioner. I was a tainted blood victim. And as I say, I'm not very well, and I'm recording this in less than ideal conditions, okay? But before I go or become more incapacitated, I want to do this for Australia, for New Zealanders, or anyone else who can hear me in the world, okay? I'm determined. I'm determined. We should have blood donations, okay, kept separate for those that want it. And our petition for unvaxxed blood, which is being signed all of the time, could you imagine how many people would sign it if I wasn't so censored, if I wasn't so shadow banned? But the powers that be, the people that have made billions and billions of dollars, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, CSL, the world's biggest blood products uh, provider and blood seller, okay, are worth $150 billion. And that's because, guess what? They're selling our blood, okay? That's why. Blood is precious. Blood is basically gold, right? But it can also be a river of pathogens, okay? And a whole range of risk, as we saw with the infected blood scandal. And that's why I'm calling on unvaxxed blood. It's purely about peace of mind. Well, the classic is, as I said, these powers that be, these bad guys, they must be very nervous because they employed a group called AFP Fact Check, uh, who yesterday came out and attacked me. They've also libeled me. And I've asked for a retraction and an apology from AFP Fact Check. And I'll put a link okay, in the show links uh, for unvaxxed blood. So you can see this article for yourself. You can see how the blood brokers, the people who sell blood in Australia and New Zealand around the world, are making up lies about people like me and our campaign. Clearly they're nervous because they know that petition. Anyone who sees it signs it, right? And so this article by AFP Fact Check and an unscrupulous young journalist called Joseph Albrecht Palmer says, Australia's blood bank's not tainted by COVID-19 vaccines experts and has a big misleading has a big picture of me okay blood supply tainted by mrna and spike proteins and it puts misleading right next to my face i never once said that the blood supplies were tainted by mrna mrna spike proteins and actually guess what People who follow me on social media will attest. Thousands and thousands of people who filled out the petition will attest to it. I said, it's about peace of mind. We've even made T-shirts up saying it's about peace of mind because I don't want to see another tainted blood scandal. I've already been through one. I've already been a victim of one. Okay, so I said, as long as there's a potential, I'd like to see the blood uh, of unvaccinated donors we shouldn't actually say vaccinated. We should say people who haven't received, because they're not vaccines, people who haven't received these COVID injections, right? People who haven't received these injections, I'd like to see their donations kept separate. That's not saying the blood supply is tainted, but that didn't stop Joseph Ulbricht Palmer and this AFP uh, uh, company from defaming me, okay? And they basically go on about experts saying how unlikely it is that it could uh, uh, contaminate the blood supply, et cetera, et cetera, okay? But they're not saying it couldn't happen, are they? But here in the article, as I say, it shows a, a screenshot of me. And the classic is they're saying that I've said the blood supply is tainted and they're saying that I'm misleading. But in the screenshot that they show of me, and this is what I'll be showing to the courts, 
if I don't get a retraction from Joseph Ulbricht Palmer and his AFP press or AFP fact check, uh, it actually says in the post, emergency, Australia's blood supply potentially tainted by mRNA and spike proteins, okay, potentially. And guess what? In our petition that is being signed, it's uh, being signed like hotcakes, seriously, especially, remember, I'm shadow banned and censored, guess what? We've got blood donors demanding that their blood donations be kept separate, and they're telling us they're being disrespected by the Australian Red Cross Lifeblood, who are the collectors of blood donations here in Australia. They're also the people who give our blood to CSL to sell to billions, okay? And we've got people on the petition for unvaxxed blood telling us that they have loved ones who've received blood donations who had blood clot problems afterwards, okay, and, and adverse events. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this. The people who've written into us are saying it. And our lawyers will attest to this, okay, at Infected Blood Australia, because I'm going to show our legal team. And I've also been letting a, a senator here in, in Australia called a Liberal Queensland Senator Jared Rennick who's been so forthright talking about uh, uh, these jab injuries and standing up for Australians who've been harmed by their health care. Okay, a really great man. And uh, I've been talking to him. He's been kind enough to listen. He's also spoken up for infected blood victims in the Senate. But I've uh, been talking to him about the amazing results that we're getting from this petition for unvaxxed blood. Again, we're not making any scientific claims. And this AFP uh, who lied about me, uh, they basically have said that uh, in one big lie here, they said that, um, uh, where is it? McKenzie believes COVID-19 vaccines pose a similar threat to blood banks. No, I didn't. I never said that. I said, I don't want there to be any potential issues. So that's why I'd like to see the blood separated. And AFP, you have defamed me. You've defamed my character. I take this very seriously, Okay. And uh, you'll note that uh, I exposed Australia's infected blood scandal, and it's a massive cover-up, and there's many billions of dollars involved. And, of course, there's going to be mass litigation next year and potentially even criminal prosecutions to come with the evidence that we've got, and it's startling evidence. It's evidence that includes children being knowingly injected with tainted blood. I repeat, children knowingly, knowingly being injected with tainted blood. We never knew that before, did we? It's murder. And in fact, we've had a lawyer look at some of our evidence at Infected Blood Australia, and he said it's manslaughter, potentially, okay? Manslaughter. And, and that was witnessed by one of the victims from our group as well who was in that meeting, okay? A great man. So all of this will come out in, in future. We're not going to let this go, but at the same time, we're also not going to allow another infected blood scandal. N-O, we're not having it, okay? And that's why I've launched this petition for unvaxxed blood. And look, whoever's seen this petition, I've been out on the street, or, or the few people that can ever see me on social media, right? They have signed it and supported it. It's going off. And I've only got a, a sort of rudimentary uh, petition uh, 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 holder or what do you call like a, a computer, what do you call it? Like a website that does my uh, form hosting. We've just started it. I'm I'm not a, a wealthy man. Um, if you follow me on social media, you'll know that I've I've had bone marrow failure. I've got tainted blood. I've got a terrible autoimmune condition called cryoglobulinemia. And I've also had something recently that's been found in my spine. Okay, and the only way I stay alive is through a very expensive form of medicinal cannabis. Well, I ran out of money a year ago after having spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and given decades of my life to expose the infected blood scandal. Okay. 
And what really touched my heart was a friend of mine set up a GoFundMe. Uh, it's in my uh, show links, okay, you'll see it there. And basically people have been keeping me alive this last year, okay, because I cannot pay for this medicine. It's simply too expensive. And the Australian government, uh, the ones that infected me as a kid, they don't recognise people like me. There's not even an hour's counselling. There's no aid whatsoever. And why is that? Because blood is Australia's third biggest business, and the Australian Labor government privatised this laboratory, CSL, to help it escape from genocide. That's right, from the genocide of of people with bleeding disorders and haemophiliacs. They've killed thousands and thousands of people. Okay, so can you really blame me for wanting Australians and New Zealanders and patients everywhere to have peace of mind? Okay, so that's what this series is all about. Okay, it's about... uh, a series about how we're going to have an unvaxxed blood supply. I'm, I demand it. I'm not going to receive. I don't want to receive blood, and I'm going to need it going forward, and I don't want to receive it from someone who's had one of these COVID injections. Again, I'm making no scientific claim. The only thing I'm saying is it's about my peace of mind. I've been a tainted blood victim once. I'm not doing it again, okay? And that's why I really appreciate your support. So guess what? If need be, we'll have a new blood bank, okay? And this series will follow me and others on this quest. We're not backing down, okay? We're going to have new blood banks all around the world. Now, there's others who are doing similar stuff. I think there's a group called Safe Blood. If they'd like to talk to me, I don't care who does it, okay? This is is what I want to see. I I want to see it voluntary. I don't want to have anything to do with anyone selling blood, okay? No way. In Australia, we have a voluntary blood supply, in New Zealand as well, Okay, and it's been compromised by these corrupt devils who've been selling our blood. Yes, it has been. Well, it's time to restore the voluntary nature, nature of our blood supply. And maybe if they weren't making so much money off, their, off our blood, they'd be more reasonable about reasonable things like separating the blood donations from people who, who haven't had these COVID injections. Now, I can tell you something. The, a big reason for starting this podcast is all the messages I'm getting. Okay, as I say, as shadow banned as I am, people are really letting me know that they want peace of mind too. Okay, so please keep tuned to this podcast. I plan on updating you as as regularly as events happen. Okay, it'll be at least once weekly, but more often where needed. As I keep you letting you know where your petition is going. Okay, and if you could do me a favor, if you could let people know about how I'm being censored and shadow banned, let them know about this petition. People around the world are finding out. We've just had contact from some, you know, some some prominent people around the world who are letting me know they support me, okay? And if you could spare a dollar or two dollars, okay, uh, and, and donate it to my GoFundMe, and we'll grow this unvaxxed blood so that basically I won't be in a little room, maybe. I'll be recording in better conditions, and hopefully we can set up some proper organisations, okay, with proper people involved so we can get this unvaxxed blood option happening. And if need be, like I said, we'll create our own blood banks, okay? Well, look, thank you very, very much for listening to the first ever episode of Unvaxed Blood, the podcast. In future episodes, we'll be having interviews, okay? And we'll also be having a news section to keep you up to date with what's happening. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, I hope to uh, speak to you again soon about the campaign for Unvaxed Blood. <laughs> a bit of a, a technical error on the way out, but you get the message. See you next time.